0: Go check it out today. www.gprstabilizers.com, or call 619-661-0101. Don't forget to tell them ATV Talk Same. Dave Wiley, how are you, sir?
1: I'm doing great.
0: Hey, I want to thank you so much for coming on ATV Talk and spending some time with us. And and I know that we're going to talk about something that's near and dear to your heart. And it has been uh, a mainstay in our industry, even though it's kind of lost some of its luster, but you guys are doing a great job bringing it back. And that's three wheelers.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, three wheelers is my life. (laughs) So I'm very, very excited. I I appreciate you inviting me on. And I'm very excited to talk three wheelers with you.
0: Well, let's just jump right in. If we go back in time, when did you first get introduced to three wheelers?
1: So I was probably about 13 years old and I went on a trip with some of my neighbors down to Rocky Point, Mexico. And we were hanging out on the beach, you know, back in the day you just camped on the beach and I was a kid, and, you know, I probably went down there with, you know, maybe 50 bucks in my pocket which was, you know, probably a lot back then, but uh at the end of the beach there was a guy set up with some ATCs for rent. Right. And I, I walked down there and uh I'm like, oh man, you know, and back then, this is before, you know, there was no um waivers to sign and, and all that, you know. Basically he's like 15 bucks an hour, you know, give me 15 bucks and you hop on this thing and go. So pulled out 15 bucks, I gave it to him. It was a 185S, Honda 185S. <laughs> and he gives you a helmet, put a helmet on, and uh gave him the 15 bucks, and I was off. And man, it was the most fun i would ever had in my life up until that point. I mean, that was the day that changed everything. And I rode the heck out of that thing. And, you know, an hour later I come back and I'm like, I want another hour. I gave him another 15 bucks, went out and did it again, brought it back and you couldn't wipe the smile off my face. I mean, there's no way it was just, it was a day that changed my life. I'm not, I'm not kidding. Were you by yourself? Uh, I wrote it by myself. Yeah. I was with friends, with family friends down there and, uh, they didn't rent one. Just, I I just walked down the beach and then did it. So it was, I was all by myself for two hours, riding a three-wheeler for the first time in my life. (laughs) That's so awesome. Yeah. So when you came back home,
0: I'm assuming that you instantly started looking for a three-wheeler.
1: I did. I came home. My dad was on the trip. I went with family friends. So I, I get home. I tell my dad. I did the most amazing thing. You know, I'd ridden a dirt bike before once or twice, you know, nothing, nothing major. But I told him, I'm like, I want a three wheeler. I rode one down there and I have to have one. And my dad was super cool. He's like, I'll tell you what, you save up half the money. I'll pay for the other half. We'll go down and get you one. And I mowed lawns, you know, to make a little bit of money back then when I was a kid. I was mowing lawns every day. I mean, I was mowing, 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 building that money up. I had 500 bucks saved up, and I said, "Dad, let's go to the Honda shop," you know. And he's like, "All right." We went down there, and it was a 1983 a Honda ATC 110. Was 9.99 out the door. Oh. Gave my dad my 500 bucks, and we we went home with the three wheeler. <laughs> and and the rest is history, right? The rest is rest is history. I mean, that was yeah, it was one of the one of the best days of my life. Bringing home that first three wheeler. And, and you were
0: 13, 14 years old at that point?
1: Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so
0: as evolution goes, I'm sure you got into modifications. and Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely. I'll tell you, um, I had that by probably a couple months. And my buddy told me about a, a race, a desert race, an off-road race. And I'm like, cool, sign me up, let's do it. And I raced a 30-mile desert race on an unsuspended 110. And won my first race, and so then not only was I hooked on three wheelers, I was hooked on racing. So I raced the 110 two races, and my dad could obviously tell I had a little bit of talent and enjoyed it. So he's like, "All right, we got to get you a bigger bike." So I stepped up to a 250R, 1984 250R, and then of course that's when modifications start coming. You get the pipes and and everything else to you know to be competitive and make it fast. But yeah, that was. That was, that was fun.
0: <laughs> so that's in the, uh, that's before they stopped making them, obviously. So you rode three
2: wheelers up until.
1: Yeah, well, they, um, you know, the, they stopped selling three wheelers in 1987, but I was, I was racing them in, in 1986, when the Honda four tracks came out, I bought one brand new. And it sat in my garage. I, I didn't like it. I, I liked the way it looked and I thought it was cool, but I'm a three-wheeler guy. I didn't want to get on that quad. So I continued to race my three-wheeler probably a, another three or four months at least with that quad just sitting there. And eventually a couple guys on the quads started getting fast and started beating us on the three-wheeler. So I'm like, yeah, I, I didn't want to, but I, I eventually had to, had to switch over and start racing the quad. But you know, kept the three-wheeler. I didn't, I wasn't gonna give up the three-wheeler. If I went to the dunes, I rode the three-wheeler, but for racing, I I I rode the quad. Did you did
0: you hold on to that three-wheeler or did you let it go?
1: Unfortunately, I let it go. Um, you know, as it, it, a lot of us guys do now at our age, we had things we cherish as kids and we gave them up. And then I think that's what really fueled my passion is, is, I mean, I was always racing. I was always into it, but there was, there was a good chunk, maybe 10 years where I didn't have a three-wheeler. And I think as I got back into it, it really fueled me and kind of created where I'm at now with, with the three-wheelers, you know, just those childhood memories grew and, you know, I I had to get back into it.
0: And you race, where
1: do you race them now? Uh, The work series. Yep. Is that the only place you get to ride? Um, no, I mean we we got a lot of riding here in Arizona. We have a lot of land we can ride on. So I get out and, and ride whenever I can when it's not 115 like it's been the last week here. But um, you know, you know, I get out and ride, but that's that's the only racing uh series I'm doing right now is works.
0: Really? And, yeah. and what's what's your machine of choice now?
1: Well, I, I'm racing a 350X is is my primary three-wheeler that I'm racing. Um I race the quad also, I race a 450R quad. Um just to get more racing in when I go out and do the races, but I'm I have a BBC Modern Conversion 450 that's uh, waiting in the wings. i I well I have it. I I need to get a little bit of seat time on it, but uh, I think next race I'm going to be on that, and the rest of the year I'm going to be, be on the BBC trike. What do you think of it so far? I haven't written it much, but I, I like it. Um, so, you know, back back to the works series um, in 2019, uh, my brother and I. Asked them if I could race the three wheel because I really wanted to get back into it. I knew other places across the country doing three wheelers. And so they allowed me, they actually, they made a class, but it was non trophy non points. And they let me race my three wheeler. I was the only one, the only one doing it, you know, and, and I, I only did a race or two. And then last year with COVID, I, I wasn't doing any racing. And then this year uh, we contacted them again and said, Hey, you know, we got some buddies that are going to come out can we make this an official class and they did a little discussion and they said yep let's do it so this is the first year that they've had an official three wheel or ATC open class in works and so um you know you you're, you're going to get a variety out there you know I'm on my 350x there's guys on 250 rs but the guys that are winning are on the conversion trikes i mean you, you we just can't keep up with them so as much as I love my 350X, I I think it's time to to make the move if I want to stay competitive. Well, Davey Hagsmith's a pretty good rider. He he's a very good rider, and and I'm excited. I was really excited to find out that he was going to be out there on a three wheeler. And you know what? He he rides that thing amazingly, and I think it's good for the sport and it's good for racing. And and I'm very glad that he's doing it. And you know, he's half my age. I don't even think once I get on my BBC, I'm not going to be able to compete with him, but at least I'll be a lot closer. Uh Um, you know, my good friend, uh, Dave Ham, you know, he's on a conversion too. And, 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 you know, and he's, he's been doing pretty well and, you know, I I can't hang with them. So my goal is to get on the new BBC and at least be hanging with those guys.
0: That's pretty awesome. What, what version did you get?
1: Uh, I got the 450 X Honda. Um, so electric start, which, which is nice. Um, you know but it's uh it's it's all fresh, all put together, and, and I won't put it, it's going to be a good race bike
0: I'm sure it will be I'm sure it will be i i was a little skeptical in the beginning, and the more and more I see uh and the more and more i get I get to talk to them, or I haven't even called those guys and talked to them yet, but I'm going to yeah, uh, yeah, the more and more I hear from the consumers that are buying their product, they're happy
1: yeah no they've they've really done a lot of business, I see a lot of bikes out there. Um, they actually just moved here to Arizona and I was down in their facility about two weeks after they moved down, they were still getting everything set up. Uh, but they got a, they got a really nice setup going on. And, you know, I mentioned to him, I said, Hey man, you guys should get out to the races and, and, and have your presence out there and, um, you know, and seeing what Hagsma's doing. And if some of his other guys get on, get on them, i I, you know, it's only going to help their sales. I would think.
0: Did you see the, did you see the video of Bo Barron riding a 250R?
1: I did not. I did not.
2: Oh,
0: I thought it was the greatest thing. He's <laughs> riding wheelies around in his driveway, having a ball on the thing. I mean, you, you got to take Bo's pretty talented rider on anything.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sure he could do well in one too. I hope he gets out there, you know? I mean, yeah.
0: I don't think that he will go buy one. Yeah. But I, you, you never know. If somebody offered and rolled one out there, he'd probably jump on and race.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: yeah. And, uh, yeah. and uh, Josh Rowe, I don't know if you know who he is,
1: yeah, yeah. He just did a magazine article, I think, riding a 250R, right? It was the first time he had ever ridden a three wheeler. Are you kidding me?
0: <laughs> we didn't, I didn't know that he had never ridden one. You know, I mean, yeah. Boy, he grew up with Greg Rowe, his dad. His dad ra- rode three wheelers. And yeah, you know, he was a, a kid, and, you know, they were still three wheelers around when he was young. I just assumed that he had ridden one.
1: I would have thought so too. Yeah. And he goes, No, I never rode one before. Yeah. And he goes, wow. I'm
0: getting one. And he says, I'm getting one now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody wants one now,
0: <laughs> you know, I'm still holding out. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I'll go back and, and get a three wheeler. I may ride one again. Um, you know, I, I just have some injuries that are limiting me, um, uh, from, from doing any serious riding. Right. Right. You know, it, it, when you throw yourself on the ground as many times as I have, <laughs> you, you just, you just Yeah, I still have the desire in my head to ride. And, you know, I'd like maybe to go do some TT racing or something like that. a little more mellow. It might not hurt as
1: bad. (laughs) Right, right. It makes sense.
0: Uh, But hitting G outs and and sharp edges, yeah, my shoulder just just does not. It just doesn't like it.
1: Yeah, I get it. You know,
0: that's that's where flex bars and GPR stabilizers have, have even allowed me to ride as long as I have.
1: Oh, that's a huge help for sure. Oh,
0: exactly. What other mods do they do to the three wheelers on the on the new trikes? Um, what have you seen?
1: Um, well, uh, there, you know, so there's a couple ways of converting them. Um, what is doing and, and and seems like to be the the most popular option is taking a dirt bike and they're, they're doing anything. I mean, they're doing old two strokes. They're doing older four strokes. They're doing brand new four strokes. Um, I know they're working on a, a brand new KTM 300 two stroke right now. Uh, they're basically taking any dirt bike and converting it to a three wheeler. Uh, they even did a CR 500, which is just gotta be crazy, you know? So they're taking any dirt bike, turning it into a three wheeler. And then beyond that, you can do any modifications that are, are done to, you know, a dirt bike. Um, the rear ends are all compatible with the 450R. So um, well, at least the, the Honda ones are. I'm not sure about the other bikes they're building, but you know, it's nice so you can just go and get an axle, get a bearing carrier, get get all this stuff and, and bolt it right on.
0: Are they using the same the stock forks and just uh, yeah. triple clamps?
1: Yeah, well, they're making triple clamps and then using the the dirt bike forks. So it's basically the dirt bike frame motor forks. They're making the triple clamp, the swing arm. And then most of the other products are either you know the tank and shrouds or dirt bike, uh, the seat fender rear end is all off the quad, um, and then obviously a three wheeler front wheel and, and fender, and just kind of you know making the marriage together of, of a three wheeler, a two wheeler, and a quad, and, and coming up with a modern a modern trike.
2: That's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: The the other version is uh, there there is fewer of them out there, but they are some that where they take a, a quad and chop the frame and put a three-wheeler front end on it. Um, you know, they, they say that the rake's a little bit better on, on those, but I, I don't know. They don't seem to be as many of them out there. And, and you're also, you're more limited on options because I, as far as I know, they're only doing the, the Hondas that way. Um, whereas on the bikes, you can, I, I mean, I've seen every, every make they, they made three wheelers out of. And what,
0: what is the, what I've seen is the fronts are a little higher than they used to be in the old days, right? Is that set up per rider or is that set up for them?
1: Well, I, I think they're making them a certain way and then leaving it to the buyer slash rider to modify them on their own. Um, that's the thing with mine is I want to get enough time on it to see if it was sitting on it and in riding around the, the house it feels great. I mean, it, I'm a taller guy and it, it feels the layout feels really, really good. Um, but again, I, I need to get it on the track and see, um, you know, if I need to adjust the forks or, or, or anything like that to to get it dialed in.
0: Yeah, that, that definitely speed time's going to make a big difference.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I wish I would have taken it to Idaho. Um, that turned out to be just a, basically they graded a, a track in a cornfield and it was real fast and, you know, I gave that little three hundred three fifty X everything it had, but uh, I just just couldn't keep up. But I, it would actually been a good a good first race for that bike, I think, because there was nothing too technical, and you know, just a, a lot a lot of straightaways and a lot of turns. It would have would have probably done well.
0: Oh, I bet because and it and it made a lot more power than your
1: oh yeah the power is night and day <laughs> just literally night and day.
0: Well, the motor design in the three fifty X is like seventy five years old or more, and yeah. the motor design the motor design in your new Honda is, you know, basically Yamaha came out with that first engine engine to hit the off-road industry in 99. Right. Yeah. So the technology with a big piston short stroke with a high rev is, you know, it's, it makes torque, it, it makes horsepower. It's easy to ride. I mean, and, and I believe the model you have is fuel injected.
1: Um, no, it's not. I, I still have the carburetor version. Yeah. You know, that's, but still it's plenty of power. I mean, that, that that's putting yeah. out more power than I'll ever need. I mean, honestly, when I'm racing the 350 X, I'm three quarters to full throttle. 90% of the time, you know, just depends on what gear you're in. Uh, the, 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 the modern one, uh, plenty of power. I'm not, I'm not worried about power at all uh, on that one.
0: Right. Different style carburetor, totally different style motor. You know. it, it, it'll take you a little bit to, to get used to it, but
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I want you to keep in touch with me and, and give me some feedback on that, you know, just for, for professional curiosity, because
1: oh, abs- yeah, absolutely.
0: You're the first person that I've really got in, in super depth conversation with them about it. Right. I've, I've touched base with Davey a little and a couple other people, but, but I was just dabbling. I wasn't really interested in, and then talking to you, it's, it's, sparking interest that uh you you know i i kind of like the quad conversion a little better right you know i'll bet it would be if you have the setup like they do it seems like they have it down pat to where they can make the triple clamps they can make the product and and they just have it figured out
1: Right. Right. Um, another thing with the dirt bike conversion is that the ground clearance is a little iffy. It's, it's, a, it's a little bit lower. Um, you know, I know the, the way that, that Davy's jumping them and, and the way he's riding them that, you know, he's, uh, <laughs> he, he's pretty hard on them. I won't ever be that hard on one, but I, I think for the average to even slightly above average rider, they're going to be absolutely fine. Um, you know, either version you go with, but, you know, I, I'd like to maybe see somebody else step in and, and start doing more of the the quad conversions, you know, it, it, you know, our goal with all this is, is to grow the sport. I mean, it has definitely grown this year and, and I, I'd like to see it grow more. And within works, I mean, the first race, we had three guys, the second race we had 10 um, I think there's been a total of maybe 15 guys that have come out and tried it this year but my goal would be to get enough guys where we could actually have a vintage three-wheeler class and then an open three-wheeler class. So I, I don't want the guys that are bringing out their old 250Rs, 350Xs thinking that they can't compete. You know, at this point in life, I'm just doing it for fun. I'm doing it for the love and and the hobby and and all that, but you, you know, you still, you're out racing. you got to be competitive. You want to win. And so I would love to see where there, there's enough guys to have two, two classes.
0: That would be outstanding. Um, have you seen any of the TT stuff they do back East on them?
1: Um, I, I, I keep up with it. I I watch quite a bit. I I know there's a, there's a lot of, um, states that, that the three-wheel racing is really big right now and they're, they're getting good turnouts and I'm not quite sure what's going on here in the West. Um, you know, we try and promote it, you know, we, we post out on Instagram and Facebook that we're going to the races and, you know, we're trying to get as much exposure as we can. And. I know the majority of the three-wheelers were sold in in the west in California, Arizona. There's there's thousands of guys that have three-wheelers and I'm just hoping they'll they'll blow the dust off of them and and get out there and bang some bars with us.
0: Most of the stuff that I'm seeing for three-wheeler work is all recreational dune stuff. I'm not seeing yeah. anybody bringing me uh race machines. Uh, you yeah. know, they want the performance packages for the dunes. Right. I haven't ran into the I haven't ran into a racer yet. Um, not saying that I won't.
1: It, right. I'm I hoping, I'm that, hoping that changes. I take <laughs>
0: that back. We have a young guy that comes in that races oval track, flat track, basically on a three wheeler here it, it, locally in San Diego. Okay. Um, and he rides a 250R and he rides a Kawasaki. So gotcha. he has both. Um, but other than that, I mean, his is minor little help stuff. Nothing. He's not building anything, uh, you know, substantial because, you know, he's a 20 year old kid that, right. you know, you're right. still working his first job. <laughs> so uh, He's not, he's not building the throw down machine, but he loves three wheelers too. And you know, he, he doesn't, he rode dirt bikes and he doesn't really get into um, four wheelers that much. He prefers the three wheeler.
1: Right.
2: Yeah.
0: I just, it amazes me that it's come full circle, you know.
1: It, it really has. And, you know, it, I'd say side by side, as you well know, is kind of killing the quad industry. I don't think it's killing the three wheel industry. The three wheelers are have been making a comeback for the last few years and it is going really strong. Um, you wouldn't believe the, the fight for a three wheeler that pops up on Craigslist or offer or up. I mean, I almost think we should have a TV show on that. These guys are just literally fighting to buy these bikes and every middle-aged guy that had one as a kid or their neighbor had one, or, you know, maybe they couldn't afford it. Now they have some money and they can afford one. Everybody wants a three wheeler. Um, there's guys that are collecting them that they won't even ride them, but they want a pristine one to, to look at or show their buddies. Um, there's guys that want to ride them. There's, you know, everything. Yep. <laughs> oh, you see what that is, right? Uh, trying to look at it.
0: It's an ATC-70 fully suspended.
1: Oh, there you go. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So I, I, I'm telling you, the three-wheeler market is extremely hot right now. And
0: now I, I noticed that the sales of the 250Rs, are through the roof. And I, Oh yeah. I guys talking to me about the Takatis. you know, we were not, not building Takatis, but we were not known for the Takatis. Right. Um, right. Lauren had a couple of guys that he helped out with in the back of the day uh, on them. And,
2: uh,
0: you, those guys are even coming out of the woodworks, you know, wanting to do special stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's unreal to me. It, it, and, because you go back to the start, and and most people don't even realize it. Which you, you've heard it on the show before. In 1969, the first three wheeler comes to America. Right. Uh, they go to the dealer show, and my pops, you can listen to it on episode three. You know, thing says out loud. Would any? Why would anybody ever buy this? <laughs> and, and now you look at, and now you look at where it is that it's made it made a huge impact on the sport created a whole industry all on its own and then the industry turned into four wheelers and now it's three and four wheelers and they're on their way back right it, it it's pretty amazing uh I, I never envisioned that they would come back you know i think it was i think it was 10 years ago maybe a little less maybe
2: 8 years ago uh we were up at uh, Cahia right for a three-wheeler race. You know, checking it
0: out. Curtis Sparks was there. Schmitty was there. You know, I I showed up. You know, we had a nice little reunion talking and everything. Curtis is a little before me. Schmitty's is Schmitty worked with my dad. You know, right. you know, so there's a lot of the cool old guys still doing it. You know, Pops is 85 years old and still making parts.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, and and I'm glad that that you guys are still doing it. I mean, it's amazing to me how many guys that were involved with it back then are still involved. I mean, even though it's it has evolved and maybe went more to quads and and different things. But, you know, a lot of you guys have been around the whole entire time. And, you know, that's why I feel about myself is, you know, I started out on the three-wheelers. I love the three-wheelers for a while they kind of died off and now they're really coming back full circle. And, and, and I think it's great. I mean, and that, that's part of what, what I'm doing is just trying to keep the whole thing alive and keep it going.
0: What are some of the other things that you do um, other than obviously you're participating yourself, but do you have a forum or do you have outlets for, to, to talk to more of the three-wheeler community?
1: Well, so, you know, as I said, this has been a lifelong passion for me, the three-wheelers, and I worked a corporate job for, for 20 years. And I just, you know, it was, it was, my job was great. And there was, you know, it paid the bills and everything was, was fun, but I just really enjoyed the the three-wheeler and the ATV and the off-road stuff. So about eight years ago, I just told my wife, I said, Hey, I'm, I'm done with the corporate world. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm just going to do ATVs. And she's like, Hey, you know, you you make enough money, we pay the bills, that's fine. And so I started ATC addiction and, um, I, have really kind of grown it over the last eight years. I've made lots of connections, um, met lots of great people. And, uh, I work with companies, I, am manufacturing products to, to, to bring back, to help out the the ATC and the three-wheeler world. And, um, you know, just, uh, I'm involved with three wheelers in, in every kind of way, besides riding, racing, uh, I restore them. I collect them. Um, you know, I I buy and sell trade just anything three wheelers is, is what I'm working on these days. It's just, you know, all day long. That's, that's what I'm doing is, is, is finding out some way to keep the three wheelers alive, tell more people about them, um, you know, get the word out and and help those that, that have them keep them running.
0: Have you, uh, i'm assuming that you've been on the internet quite a bit do yep. you have a website that people go to to check out your stuff
1: so um atcaddiction.com is going to launch here probably within the next couple of weeks um that's going to be my website uh i'm on instagram facebook um ebay all under ATC Addiction. um so um i i have products that i i sell i have i have personally i have about 100, 100 120 bikes, um, <laughs> Uh, of those probably about 70 80 or three wheelers and i've got thousands and thousands of parts so you know i have guys all over the country all over the world come to me and and know that more than likely i probably have the part that they're looking for
0: that's insane yeah it, it really is where do you have all your machines housed pardon me where do you have all your machines housed
1: um, well, so I, I, I'm, I'm lucky here. I I live in about an acre and a half of property and I got a 3000 square foot shop and, um, most of them are in there. Um, I I've got so many overrun. I do, I do have some outside right now, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. If you, if you're ever over here, you got to stop by and check it out.
0: <laughs> I'm definitely going to, that's, that's insane.
1: But one of my uh, goals, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Uh, one of my goals is to, create, um, a, a couple, uh, wheeler museums and I'm, I'm well on my way to, to working on that. But one of them, I want to have all pristine machines that don't get ridden. It looks like you're walking in an old dealership in the 1980s that when you walk in that door, you're going to think you're, you're going back to the eighties and all just pristine examples, preserving the history of the three-wheeler. Um, the second museum I want to do is I want to have an, a museum dedicated to all the old racers and I'm going to have either replica or actual old race bikes, uh, mannequins dressed up in the gear and everything to represent what racing was in the eighties on three wheelers. Wow.
0: Wow. Who have you talked to as far as racers that are helping you with this?
1: So I have been pretty lucky over the last few years. I've actually met quite a few guys. Um, uh, Jimmy white lives here close to me. Um, you know, we've, we've talked quite a bit. Um, I met Mike co recently, uh, great, you know, these are all great guys. I mean, the stories they tell the history. Um, I, I'm like you, I I'm a fan. I, I'm a fan of three wheelers. I'm a fan of ATVs. I'm a fan of racing. I'm a fan of these guys. I mean, I was doing it back then. I'm pretty sure, you know, you're racing back then, but I, these are my heroes. I would get a a dirt wheels magazine, open it up and see these guys, you know? And so to talk to them now and hear the stories and you, you know, kind of knew some of the stuff, but, but to, to really get into it and talk to them and you just like you're doing, you know, And, and I really appreciate what you're doing with these podcasts is, you know, keeping the stories alive and letting these guys tell the history for, for these young guys to hear it. Um, so, you know, I've talked to Dean and, uh, this is actually pretty cool. So I'm constantly every day on eBay, on OfferUp, on Facebook, on Craigslist, looking for bikes, parts, whatever I can get a hold of. And probably about a year and a half, two years ago, I came across a Kawasaki Takati in North Carolina. I was able to secure it. I was able to get it here. I knew it was something special. But once I got it here, I realized it was one of Steve Mendenhall's old bikes. And luckily, about two weeks after I got the bike, I actually got to meet Steve and talk to him about the bike. And that was just super cool. And so that, you know, that's one of the bikes that's going to be in the museum, I'm going to restore it back to its glory. Um, But just just all these guys have been great talking to and, and I've told most of them what my plan is. And you know, I'm putting together some of their old gear that I'm going to put on the mannequins, and you know, just trying to represent it as best I can.
0: That's awesome. I've been in contact with Steve myself, and I'm really trying to get him to come on the show. He's oh, a, I
1: hope he does.
0: He's a very, very busy man. Um, as most of the people that come on are are usually super busy, and and most people don't realize. Uh, uh, not not saying anything about you, you're busy too, but right. This was an easy, you were an easy, (laughs) um, uh, for lack of a better word, an easy catch. Right. Because someone mentioned you, and I believe it was your brother that reached out to me. And then I made a call the same day that I got that information. And I think the total time from then to now, if you really want to, if you want to know, it's been... um, Less than ten days.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. You know, from that was really cool, and and I didn't know that my brother had reached out to you. And I, I think Jeff Henson might have might have mentioned uh, as well. Yep. But um, you, you know, when you call me, I I had I really had no idea. I knew you were doing the podcast, but I was really excited when when you said that's why you were calling me. Um, you know, and 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 you thought being, I didn't remember you. Yeah, but and, and I I am busy all the time, just like everybody else. But. I do all that. I run all this business from my home and you know, my business is three wheelers. So when you call me and say, Hey, I want to talk about three wheelers, I'm going to drop everything. I mean, that's, (laughs) I mean,
0: I love to talk four wheelers too, but when you're in the position that I'm in, three wheelers is such a huge part of it. You can't cut them out. Right. I would never want to, you know, Uh, I mean, I really enjoy, I'd have him on the show more, but people would get tired of listening to him. I'd have Mike Coe on more because he's still got more stories.
2: He
1: uh, does. he's
0: fun he's fun to interact with. He's fun to talk to. Um, I've wanted to get wax on. I've wanted to get Dean on. Um there's some issues there that um, you know, that's their thing. I'm not right. anything negative. they're They're icons of our industry. They're heroes in their own in their own time. Um, and you have to respect those guys for the, they led the way and you see Dean on the internet, um, posting on Facebook and things like that. And um, I meant to say social media, not internet. Right, right. And and he, I wish I could sit down and have a conversation with him. He's, yeah. he's a one on one conversation when he wants to have it. And he doesn't want to go on air and, and that's okay. Uh, wax is the same way. And, and that's totally okay. You know, it was pulling teeth to get Marty hard on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing is in, in my mind, those guys are all legends. They're, they're, they're heroes, but I think over time, you know, some of them have, have kind of gotten away from it. Like you say, some of them are more private, um, you know, and you got to respect that, but you know, it's like you say, Mike code, Jimmy white, those guys, they like talking about, they like telling the stories and, 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 you know, I I think it's really cool. And, and I respect the other guys if they don't want to um, because, you know, again, every one of those guys, I mean, you can name 20, 30, 40 names of guys from back at that time. I look up to every single one of them and every single one of them is the reason I was racing and I'm doing this as a business now and 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 like you said it went from three wheelers to four wheelers I mean it's just an evolution but it's all tied back and we can tie this all back to the early 80s and those guys getting on these machines and going out there and riding them on the track
0: exactly and you can even go one step further you know if as much as we sometimes despise Hollywood they set the trend in some of the things, you know, you go back and look at the space shuttle came out in a James Bond movie before any of us ever heard of it.
1: Correct. Okay. Correct.
0: What else came out in a James uh, James Bond movie? James Bond, double Oh seven, ATC 90. I believe it was 1971. I right. could be wrong on Pismo beach, you know, all of 30 miles an hour thinking that they were, <laughs> And they were flying, you know. But but that's not the point. The point was is is they it started a craze um and it's never died. Right. We're, We're over 50 years and I don't see an end to it. Um I want you to to know from my perspective that you need to keep doing what you're doing as long as you possibly can. Because the young people in our industry of today, if you talk to the young motocross kids, you talk to the young off-road kids, you talk to the young TT kids, none of them know the history. None of right. them, they're thinking they're, they're pioneers creating this new industry. And, you know, knock, knock, young men, come walk this way, sit down, let, let, let me tell you a story.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's, I mean, again, once again, I'm glad that you're letting these guys get on there and tell these stories. You know, as we were listening to you, my brother's 17 years younger than me. So he didn't grow up when I did. He doesn't know the guys that were racing back then. I mean, he knows everything through me, but listening to them tell the stories, he, he started getting it more. And, you know, it's the same, I, you know, I, I try and talk to all these guys and I, I want to keep the history of it alive. I don't want, and even though three-wheeler cells and parts and everything are going strong right now, I don't want the stories to die out. And I have even considered writing a book, um, of the history of ATCs basically. Um, you know, I, I don't know who's going to buy it. I don't know if the kids would go out and get it, but I just, I would like somewhere where there's a history of it written down and hopefully it doesn't die out, but in case it ever does, I, I want well, something representing that.
0: You and I need to sit down and have some conversations about that because yeah. it definitely needed to be happening. I'm trying to work on some, uh, some of those things myself. Um, and it, it, anybody that knows me knows that that's my weakest point is being able to do something like that. I have, I have great helpers in, uh, Paula and Valeria, everybody know them. They're my wife's daughters. They're amazing. They're my daughters. They're, they're helping me out, uh, immensely. Um, it, if it wasn't for those two young ladies, this would never happen. Um, my wife supports it a hundred percent, even though she's never going to go play in the dirt.
2: Right. right.
0: If we're going to go play in the snow, you want to go play at the lake or the water, no problem. But when it comes to the dirt sports, no, not going to happen.
1: Forget it. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but at least they support it. And, and that's great. You know, that's, that's, that's the whole thing. I got to take uh,
0: Valeria to the sand dunes uh, end of last year for the first time ever. And yes, I rolled the UTV that we were in. Uh, <laughs> I broke her in just right. Uh, nothing happened to us or the UTV. So it was outstanding. It was an outstanding learning, learning curve. I want to get the other kids out. I want to go with my kids, Julianne and Danny Ray, and their children. Um, it's It's just Dave, I'll tell you you already know this, but I'm gonna tell you to track down individuals. Um, Sean Finley, Barry McCarty. I mean, I, I'm just throwing out a couple of names right out of the top of my head that are these are people that I'm trying to, to get with. Barry was not a three-wheeler guy, but he was a four-wheeler guy. Sean Finley was a three-wheeler, four-wheeler guy. Um, there, there's other people out there that are on the list that they're just a struggle to get them out of their normal routine and get them on the show. Um, I will ask you openly on the show right now, if you know of three wheeler people that I need to talk to send them my way or send me their contact. I will reach out. Um, I was on the phone this morning. I was on the messages last night and, and that's just what I do. No, I have no free time, but you know what? I just skip a couple hours of sleep to make sure that I can do these things for everybody.
1: Yeah. That's great. It's very much appreciative. It's
0: It's not for me. It's for, it's for, the industry and and the people that I love, um, you know. So that being said, you need to keep working hard, doing right. what you do. And um, I see a little bit of let's talk a little memorabilia of the things that I can see behind you. Not everybody yeah. will get to see this until it comes out on YouTube, but there's an, a Honda hat over there that's old school.
1: Yeah, I've got hats. Um,
0: there's a there's a, a, a Hallman chest protector over there hanging.
1: Yep. On yep. the other
0: side of you, you're blocking it now.
1: I go that way. Yeah.
2: There
0: yeah, There's the Hallman one, and I think there's another chest protector there. It might be a JT.
1: Yeah. There's a there's a green JT up there. There's oh. a, a yellow the back one? there. There's the the red one's a Honda TX10. Okay. Um, got another green one right here. Nice. I've got. there's a orange honda for you wow yeah wow and those are all old school originals all 80s so i'm so stuck in the 80s it's not even funny um besides my passion for the actual three-wheelers themselves any memorabilia any posters any gear um rare parts i mean I, i hunt for them i mean it's it's gives me so much pleasure to find these things and, and, and acquire them. And it, number one, it brings back memories and, and I like having it, but it's also going to contribute towards the museum that I I do. All this stuff's going to be hanging up. I mean, when you walk in, you, your mind's going to be blown. There's going to be so many different colors and just stuff that you never see. I mean, I've got a, a CT aluminum swing arm sitting back here, which, most people don't know they even made one. I've got a Calfab swing arm sitting back here. Uh, I've got an old uh, JP aluminum tri-Z tank sitting back here. Uh, I've, I've really been hitting it hard the last, you know, probably 10 years uh, acquiring some, some really rare uh, memorabilia.
0: Do you have any tri-Z stuff?
1: I do. I do. I've got, I have, I have one tri-Z that might actually be a race bike. It might get Taken out to one of the races or two. Um, I had a couple of pristine ones that I let go earlier this year. Um, I do have some parts. Um uh at some point in my museum, I would like to have a Brett Viscal uh commemorative tri Z.
0: Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's so incredible. Brian Fuller yeah. started racing on a Tri Z.
1: Oh, nice. nice. And then he
0: switched to a uh, to a DR. Yeah. See,
1: I, I mean, everyone's got their, you know, what the Honda Kawasaki, you know, at heart, you can call me a Honda guy, because that's what I started on. But I'm really a, a three wheeler guy. It's not a Honda guy. It's a three wheeler guy. I've got Takatis. I've got tri I've got Hondas. I had a Polaris three wheeler, which some people don't even know what? they made. Polaris three wheeler. Yes. Um, you got to tell me about that. All right, so Polaris made three-wheelers in 1985 and 1986. They were the Scrambler 250 ES, two-stroke, electric start, reverse, full suspension, pretty cool bike. I mean, although we, you know, as we all know, Polaris isn't the top of the food chain, but pretty cool bikes and and pretty rare. Really? Yes. So um, a lot of people don't even know 3 wheeler or Polaris made a three-wheeler.
0: That's like telling somebody there's a tiger out there.
1: Well, that's the next step. So, I've had tigers.
0: You had,
1: you've frank had, had, had uh, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, I, I, I moved on from the tigers, but I've had three of you know three tigers. Two of them were two of the rarest tigers out there. And you let them go, huh? I, I did, um, you know, for a long time, I had a hard time letting go of things. I was t- attached to every bike that I got and I wanted to keep them all, but I only have so much room and, you know, once I let the first nice bike go, like maybe the first tiger, I kind of got more comfortable with, you know, Hey, I found it. I was able to find it, which is almost impossible to begin with just, just to find a tiger. I owned it. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, some people don't even know what tigers are to this day. There's a lot of people that have no idea what a tiger is, but, um, I I've kind of gotten over that where I've letting some, some bikes go over the years. Uh, but just, just the privilege to, to, to have owned them. I, I'm good you? with that. Yeah.
2: Did you ride them?
1: I did not. I did
2: not. Just uh, looked at them.
1: Just looked at them. Yeah. Yeah. They were fully restored and, and, uh, the, the value on those things is insane these days. I mean, really, really high-dollar machines.
0: You are going to be. Are you are you in contact with the owners so that they'll let you set them in the museum?
1: Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still in contact with everyone that all the ones that I've gotten rid of. You know what's funny is I have sold a lot of bikes, and the ones that I really like when I sell them, I tell the whoever's buying it, hey, do me a favor. If you change your mind, if you decide to sell it. Please give me a call first. So one of the tigers, I did that. I I didn't want to let it go, and it, he's a he's a great friend of mine now. But at the time, he was like bugging me, bugging me, bugging me. Sell me the tiger, sell me the tiger, sell me the tiger. I did not want to. Finally, broke me down. I sold him the tiger, and guess what? Six months, a year later, I ended up with it back. Uh-huh. Um, I've done that with quite a few machines, so there's still a chance on these that I, I might get him back someday. Um, you know, if I do the museum, um, you know, maybe, maybe one or two, ahead back this way.
0: Have you seen a Husky?
1: I've only seen pictures. I haven't seen one in person. Um, are you looking? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm always looking. <laughs> I don't even know
0: there's two. I know there's two.
1: There's at least two, Um, and I I think there's a couple different versions, from from what I know. Um, I I think that there's a couple um, maybe 3D design ones, Um, and then I think, I don't know if somebody partnered with them, but I think Husky actually had a prototype. Yeah, Um,
0: Tracy Dixon. Tracy Dixon was involved in that pretty heavily.
1: Yeah, I know I knew that that he was involved with with making some of them. But some of the ones that I've seen or seen pictures of were the older style metal tank. But if you remember, if you saw in dirt wheels, there was actually one with the newer plastic tank. So I don't know that Tracy was involved in the newer one. I, I could be wrong.
0: I don't but, I don't yeah. know the whole history of it.
1: I don't either on those. That's it's super, super rare stuff. When you, when you come to those Um, I I know there's only a handful and I don't know if they just, they, they, if something was wrong with them or, you know, why they didn't proceed with it. But yeah, I know, I know there's only a couple of them out there.
0: The story that that Tracy talks about it on, on the podcast and the, the, what, what I gathered or what I remember him saying is that Husky was going to do it. Okay. And then at the last second, management said, nah, we're a motorcycle company, not a quad three-wheeler company. Gotcha. And and from what they were telling me is Honda was excited that they didn't do it because it would have ruined their whole game. Wow. Yeah. Because they weren't prepared for a fully suspended uh machine like that.
1: Right at that time, right. Yeah. yeah. They were Yeah. And, and Huskies were they, they had a good rep. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: It would have changed the whole game of suspension oh, yeah. development. Yeah. No. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I I think it probably would have helped the four wheeler uh, advancement as well.
1: Yeah. If Husqvarna but, would have gotten involved in the ATV world, I, I'm sure it would have it would have changed things.
0: I don't think you'll ever see a major factory come back and be a three wheeler guy, but you you could see them come back into the four wheeler industry.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: I don't think, I don't know if KTM will ever bite again because they're still, you know, licking their wounds from doing it before. I I think they did it wrong, but you know, that that's just my opinion. Um, You know, you have to take and get ATV people to develop an ATV. Absolutely. I think they started with a motorcycle and then got the ATV people involved. And no, you need to scrap all your. Oh, you need to scrap almost everything you know.
1: And- Forget what you know about motorcycles. Yeah, yep. yeah.
0: It's like yeah. the YFZ four fifty R. It it's it's a it's a quad motor. Right. It's super strong. The tranny's good. The head design's good. I mean, I don't like everything about the machine, but it's a good machine.
1: Yeah, it is, and it's the only one that's still available. <laughs> right. You know yeah.
0: that or the Raptor seven hundred
2: and. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: And they're and they're difficult to get at this moment as well um, because they can't fill all the supplies. Right. Uh, Let me let me ask you this. When you're searching parts, how has the coronavirus thing or the pandemic affected the flow for you?
1: So I was worried when Corona first started, I was a little bit worried, but I'll tell you what. And I know I've I've heard other people say this. uh, it, It was my busiest year last year. Um, I think what happened is people were staying home. They weren't working. They were getting stimulus money. And they said, Hey, you know what? I got that old three-wheeler that's been sitting in my garage for 10, 15 years. I got some time on my hands right now. I'm going to get it going again. And I, I really just, um, even, even as early as like March, April of 2020, uh, all of a sudden my sales started increasing. And I'm like, What's going on? And, and then I figured out why. but I really think everyone was putting their their projects back together. And what's happened is sales of parts have been great. Finding machines has been hard. Just like everything else, you know, you go to your RV dealer, your toy hauler dealer, you, you know, you try and go buy a new side-by-side right now. There's a waiting list because of COVID everyone's getting outdoors, enjoying it more. The same thing happened with the three-wheeler world. So not only are guys looking to, buy them to ride them and enjoy them. I think other guys that had full-time jobs are now trying to do what I do, buy one, fix it up a little bit, turn around and sell it. So, you know, that side has been a downside for me because in the past I, I could look on Craigslist any given day, Arizona, California, I could find a three wheel I could go out and buy it right now. If you told me, Hey Dave, Find me a 250R. I want to buy a 250R. It's going to take some work. I'm not just going to be able to go on 10 minutes and, and find you a 250R. So that, that, that's the downside.
0: I got really lucky. Uh, a, a good friend of mine, Craig Christie, um, who raced quads in Baja, races trucks now. Um, we were talking and he says, find me a 250R. And the young man I mentioned earlier that races, that comes in the shop, found me the 250R and, and worked out the deal, the price, everything. Right. And I finally got the money to go pay for it because I had to wait for Craig to give it to me. Um, the guy goes, yeah, he says, I'm a man of my word, but I'm pissed because I could have sold this for $2,200 more than I sold it to you
1: for. That's, That's what's happening right now. Uh, there's people that are posting their machines not doing much research on current value. They're going on probably value, you know, two, three, five years ago, they're posting the machine. It's becoming a bidding war. Uh, You, you got, you have me and probably, I don't know, five to 10 other guys that I'm well aware of in Arizona, California, that are constantly looking for these machines. And if one pops up for a cheap price, It's a battle. We're we're, we're calling. We're offering more. I mean, it's 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 becoming a bidding war, and there is some guys that are sticking to their word. And there's 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 been bikes where I've been the first guy that called, and the guy's like, you know, exactly your story. I'm gonna hold it for you. I get there, and it's still sitting there, and I give him the money. He's like, you know what? I got 20 phone calls by the time you drove over here, and you've got those guys that are that are, are being good stand up people you've got the other guys, you show up at their house and the bikes in the back, of somebody else's truck. And he's like, Oh, he offered a thousand more.
0: Uh, yeah. Thanks buddy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
2: So,
0: You know, you're always going to have that, um, which is horrible. You know, I, I, I think a lot of our big players or our players in the industry are integrity based.
2: Yes,
1: absolutely.
0: You know, if they weren't, you know, they wouldn't be here. No,
1: no, then they're, they certainly won't be around. Um, you know, 95% of the people that I met in this industry are great stand-up guys that I feel lucky to call friends. You know, they're, they're just great people and, and they have that mutual respect and, and a handshake still means something. Yep. Then you got the, the, you know, five, maybe 10% sometimes that, that, that it means nothing to them. And you know, and I don't want to say it, but typically it's younger guys that maybe just haven't been around the block as many times as we have. And, you know, but, but and I, I miss.
0: They're not taught that
1: anymore. Right. That's we were correct. taught
0: by our parents a handshake deal is binding.
1: Absolutely. You may, I don't even care if it's over the phone. If you make a deal with somebody, handshake, you, you, you give them your word. Your word means something and you stick to it. Yep. You know, and, that, I, and that's the way it should be.
0: It's 2021. And for the first time ever, I have a sign, signable document if I'm going to go and be a race mechanic for someone or do something like that. Right. I have a document that they have to read what I say and, and there's stipulations and everything and, the, and non-negotiable. And yeah. If you want me to be the guy, then you sign this and, and agree to it. You have a copy and I have a copy. And, and that's the way it is. And mm-hmm. for so many years, I mean, up until see, I stopped going to the races at the end of 19. Okay. Uh or was it 18? No, it was 19. And uh I needed to come home because uh family issues. My mother was ill, uh, unfortunately. She's passed on, but that it's opened it back up so i can travel again but i would have never thought that but the way things ended at 19 and the end of 19 um and speaking with um my brother you know who's always been a handshake guy too but he says we don't live in that industry anymore
1: you can't yeah yeah even though you are doesn't mean everybody else is yeah and unfortunately that's what it's come to
0: Exactly. And, you know, I mean, I, I, there are certain guys I would never do that to. I would never insult them with making them sign a document. And right. then other guys that, yeah, we're not even going to talk until you sign. Yeah. You know, this yeah. is the stipulations. Here you go. And um, it, it is what it is. I, I'm bummed that it's changed, but evolution is evolution. You know, if, you, if you're going to grow, you got to change
1: it. Yeah. You have to go with it. You have to. Yeah. And you still have those people that you know, a handshake means everything.
0: Exactly. And I don't want to change the subject, but the air-cooled 250R stuff, how are you doing on finding stuff for those?
1: Uh, It's a little more difficult, believe it or not. You know, the three-wheeler world is kind of weird because, uh, you know, and I have to admit, I mean, I'm I'm a complete nerd about it. I can tell you like uh, uh, how many of each model they made on the different 250Rs and all that. And they made a lot of air-cold stuff. I mean, they made a lot of air-cold bikes. But for some reason, the parts are harder to find. The machines themselves are are more beat up. Um, You know, if if you told me you wanted a pristine 81, 82, 250R, I'd say good luck. You know, it, it almost doesn't exist. If you told me you want a pristine 85, 86, 250R, sure, no problem. I can find you one. Um the, the air cooled stuff and it, it, again it's a real niche that you know there's some guys that absolutely love the air cold bikes and they were great machines, but it's tough to find the parts for them. Wow. We have a
2: 81 250R IRS bike. Yeah. Sitting in the field. Sitting in the field. <laughs> sitting in the field. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, we just covered it. Yeah. Ago, but
0: it's it's been sitting there quite a while. It's got a custom shorty pipe on it with IRS suspension. It runs a 250, uh, two, uh, 200X front end. Yeah. Um, we don't have some of the pieces on it anymore, but uh, it's got the steel tank, which is not dented. Um, but that bike in a straight line was just a ton of
2: under-ride.
1: To Oh yeah, long as they're they're fast, they're fast. And I'll tell you what. I mean, those those first generation two fifty R's, they had more power than suspension. I mean, oh, you know, wow. I'll I'll still ride them, but it's a little scary. I mean, I, I can take a two fifty R and ride as hard as I want to. Those those are cool. Dude. You you got to be a better rider if you're gonna ride them hard.
0: <laughs> well, the tire choice was pretty horrid too. Oh,
1: actually. Yeah. Yeah, 22 22 inch balloon tires was uh, not the best for turning. No,
0: not at all. I don't know I don't know what they were thinking when they developed that.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Well, <laughs> hey, I have a question I have a question for you and I don't necessarily ex- expect an answer, but I want to know what happened to all the old 80s race bikes because I know there was thousands of them especially in Southern California back in the 80s. And they just don't turn up. I mean, you know, I, I told you, I've been searching every say, day for years. I find pristine bikes that have maybe been ridden two times, all stock. I can't find old race bikes. I don't know what happened to them.
0: Um, and we're talking
1: old three-wheelers. Old three-wheeler race bikes, yeah. Yeah, and I'm not even talking. And I, and I, and you know, believe it or not, you know, some of us have come across the old. Like I told you, I have Steve Minenhall's old bike, and I know there's people that have Jimmy's old bike. And but I'm not even talking about those. I'm talking about the average Joe racer who put a lot of cool old parts on his machine they're and went out and raced it. Where, where are those bikes? They're, they're, still they're in their garages. They're gone. No, they're still in their garages. You think so? Yep. Yeah. going to get rid of them.
2: Yeah, that's made. Brian made. Fuller.
0: Brian Fuller perfect example. He has his original 250R three-wheeler.
2: From back then. Yep. Yeah.
0: So I think we I think Lauren freshened the motor for him um 10, 12 years ago. And they fired it up and rode it one time and it's just sitting in his garage. Doesn't look anything like it did then because uh, some of the pieces got the fenders got damaged and they replaced it with different color fenders, but it's still the same machine and it's still sitting there
1: right. Yeah, that could be. I mean, a lot of guys maybe that was their their glory days and they held on to them and you know they they, they I, just-
0: I believe there's more of that with them locked in somebody's garage or somebody's storage unit and it's just never come to their mind to ever get rid of it. Yeah. Um that's what I believe. And then you, you got to figure on the West Coast, a lot of them were turned into s- recreational machines after they stopped racing um and and never and they just all the racing portion of it disappeared where it became a recreational toy.
1: Yeah. Uh, that could be too. Maybe they they stripped off the pipe and the, the, the number plates and the the fancy stuff and, and ended up putting them back stock and riding them in the dunes.
0: Or they left them modified and, and took off the numbers and
1: yeah. Wrote yeah. Them. yeah. Because
0: back then buying new fenders was never a thing.
1: Oh no. Yeah. No big
0: they deal. tied them back together and wrote it. Yeah. Um, It just wasn't a thing to go buy new fenders. Um, Even into the 90s, it just wasn't a thing to go buy new fenders. And um, you have an occasional customer. I'll bet you you have more new fender pieces in your garage than are out there in 99.9% of the places. Oh, I'm sure. Because it's, I mean, you know what a pain it is. I see that white fender I'm looking at right there.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: it's not a that's not a 250r fender it looks like a 450r fender i could be that
1: that, yeah that's a 450r fender but i'll I'll tell you what i don't know if you kept up with it or seen it all but nos brand new honda parts especially fenders are going for insane amounts of money right now because honda hasn't put them out since 2005. i mean i remember walking into the dealer 2005 ordering a set of 250r fenders and that was probably one of the last sets because they, they went away after that. And the guys that were smart enough to maybe put a few sets away, um, you know, all everybody that wants a pristine 250R wants the brand new fenders and, and the prices. I mean, the, the fenders are more than you can get a whole bike for.
2: Yep.
0: I sold a set of fenders for an absorbent amount of money with yeah. a bike uh, years back right? yeah. and they, they were in the box. And there was a little scratch mark on the one fender. And I said, sorry, dude, I'm not, I'm not discounting for that. Every
3: no, no.
0: bag, even though it's got a scratch on. It. Right. And um, Guy said, I get it, you know, and, and that was, and that was a long time ago. Yeah. If you had them today, you could retire almost on them.
1: You can, you can. I mean, and, and that's part of the hunt is, is finding these parts I actually have just about every brand new part to build an 85 R, which I plan to do. The only thing that won't be brand new is the frame and the motor, which I have a super low hour one to start with, but everything else is going to be brand new. That's so awesome. Yeah.
0: You know, Lauren built himself or was, was building himself an 88 R. And he was going to go all original minus you know, the mid range Paul Turner pipe and our bumper, right. Everything else was going to be, he had wheels, tires, fenders, frame, motor, you know, the, the motor was brand new cases. Everything was all cherry. Awesome. <laughs> all OEM hardware. I mean, he he'd been collecting and then his asshole brother sold it on him. Oh. <laughs> uh. He was so mad. He was so mad until he found out how much I sold it for.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, was, out, he, he wiped his tears with $100 bills. <laughs>
0: um vigor. Yeah. But yeah. He he was he was okay, I can swallow that. Yeah. Know? And then he asked me again, how did you do that? And because I just threw the number out there and the guy said, "Yes." Right. I mean, I had no intention of selling it. You told me okay. I couldn't sell it. And I go, "Well, for that much money, I'm assuming that yeah, you'd say yes."
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's the way it is now. I, I I've sold a couple of bikes in the last few months where, you know, guy a- asked me if I want to sell it. I said no, I really don't. And he's like, "Well, throw me a price." And and I give him, "I don't want to sell it, price." And they're like, "Okay, what's your PayPal?" Uh, <laughs> you know, and then I, you know, I I mean, I I'm again the whole handshake thing. I, I go ahead and sell it to him, but I'm like, man, it's you know, I, I thought he was going to say no.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I I didn't really want to sell it, bud. But okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I get it. Some of the Lobo stuff for the four. The 250R
1: Lobos? Yeah. Insane pricing. It is. It is. I had one. I sold it and kicking myself for that one now too. Not,
0: I mean, but some of the stuff that they're selling for insane prices, no offense to the guys building them. No offense at all. Yeah. I'm really picky. I'm really anal. Um, you know, uh, it's arrogant to say you're the best. And I don't ever think I am the best, but I think I build one of the best 250R Lobos in the world. And the stuff they're selling for the high dollars is junk.
2: Yeah. Don't yeah. park
0: on it. And oh. it, none of the stuff from the era, none of the some of the stuff doesn't even work that they put on them. Right. And I'm just scratching my head. What how dare you ask that much money
2: for
1: exactly. that? No, that, that's what's happening. Is it, what's going on. It's the same with the three-wheeler world. Is they'll see a pristine one go on eBay, you know, or they'll see one that you built in the magazine. And think oh i've got the same thing you know i must be able to get this for it and it's it's not even in the same ballpark you know guys will advertise a 250r for ten thousand dollars that you know i'd be surprised if it made it down the street you know because they saw they saw one sell for that right yeah,
0: yeah and and uh, i don't understand the okay i'm not a perfect historian but i've been around a long time and i know of a lot of the stuff plus I have an ace in the hole. I just go ask my brother who remembers all the stuff. He was a little in front of me and, and he was more into the three wheelers. He got in with the Honda guys. So he got to see a bunch of this stuff and. Most of the stuff they're putting on the three wheelers is not era. Correct.
1: No, no. There's, I mean, and I'm kind of mixed about that, right? Because if you've got a three wheeler and you're riding it or you're racing it and you appreciate it, that's great. And there's a lot of guys that are now making aftermarket parts for them that weren't doing it back then when you guys were, you know? So I appreciate that the guy's riding the bike and buying the new stuff, but I'm really a survivor type guy. I don't like restored bikes. And when it comes to race bikes, I like period, correct parts. I'm looking for parts from the eighties. I'm not looking for, the pipe that everybody can go out and buy today or, you know, whatever it is. I'm looking pipe. for the race tires that are 30 years old and dry crack because they don't make them anymore. And they're cool.
0: I know I had a set of, uh, tri track hand grooves that you would have loved that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where they went. Yeah. yeah I yeah. wish I had them. I'd freaking make sure somebody got them because I would have never put them anywhere. Um, but it's just like the Paul Turner high rev pipe. They've never made a better pipe.
1: No, I love that. Love that. That, that was, and that there's guys out
0: there part. advertising. They have this or they have that. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn. Right. You know, I'm just saying uh, they just don't make better. And and we brought them back. We, okay. we that, actually brought them back.
1: So that's a good question. Do you, do you have them. Are they, are you making them now? Are they available?
0: making them? We're making them again. Okay. This can't, can't get steel, can't get labor. Yeah. What am I going to do?
1: But your intention is to continue making them as long as you can. Yes. Good. And I'm I'm glad to hear that because that's always been one of my favorite pipes, hands down. When somebody asked me, what pipe should I get? That's what I tell them to get. And someone just asked me recently, are they still making them? I said, I believe so, but I'm not positive. So I, I'm glad to hear that that you are going to continue to make them.
0: That I sold out. I, I didn't sell out super fast. Yeah. But during the COVID, I sold them fast enough. But I'm out of I'm out of Banshee, I'm out of LT500, I'm out of TRX 250R, and I'm out of ATCs. Those are the only ones that I make anymore. Yeah. yeah. I, can't get, I can't get product produced fast enough. And and one of the problems that you see is you see a lot of three-wheeler guys want 80s pricing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Well, and I don't know how much a new pipe is, but I can tell you that the other companies that are making them right now that weren't making them back then – they're not cheap. They're expensive. So just because you guys were around making them back in the eighties, no one should expect eighties prices. I mean, you know, just tell them to look at any other pipe on the market, what it's going for. I mean, you know, the, 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 the price has to be appropriate and, and, and that's a great product. I mean, it's a, it's a very great, I mean, if if I was going to put one thing on my three wheeler, that's the first thing I would put on it.
0: I appreciate that. I really do. Uh, I, because it, it's the same dimensions uh, the the way they're the way they mount is minuscule different but it's basically the same unless you were someone like yourself the knowledge that you have of it you wouldn't know that it's different right yeah uh, that's the that's one of the only differences right um, yeah I, I i love it and and i love specifics you know i just i i quit looking at some of the forms now because they're not they're not specific. They're not, they're not era correct. Even though the, the, the guys advertising that is era, era correct and go, it's not all right. The company wasn't in business. That's that sticker on your bike. They weren't in business.
1: No. And, and some guys, some guys just don't know. I mean, you know, the, the younger guys don't know they, they, they know what somebody told them and, and then they believe it. And then, you know, they'll advertise their bike is period. Correct. Or all original. They just don't know any better. I mean, there are some people that try and pull the, well over your eyes, but you know, I, I think a lot of guys just don't know. I mean, unless you you do have the knowledge, and you know, it, it's always funny when somebody tries to get something by me on me and you know, tell me about a product, and I'm like, no, that's that's it's not what you think. You know, you don't have what you think you have.
0: Right. I love it too. You know, they bring it in and like, hey, what about this? And I go, ooh, <laughs> yeah, you you know?
2: yeah. Did, yeah.
0: You, did your enemy bring you that? <laughs> you know,
1: and so. So what else are you guys making anything aftermarket product for the three wheelers other than pipes? We
0: make pipes, silencers, reed cages, um, carb kits. And that's, you know, we. Lauren still ports cylinders, still makes yeah. the PC, still makes the heads. Um, I don't make, you know, obviously case savers block off plates, which shifters, right. there's um, no kickstarters uh, because you can't make them not, have a problem with the big bore stuff. Gotcha. Um, yeah. There's no more quick change clovers uh, that I'm aware of. Yeah. Uh, company that did it, um, That they, they did it for CT. Um, they machined it and then they up and moved. And to my knowledge, we don't have a replacement company yet doing it. Yeah. Lauren and I uh, are struggling to do more. I mean, you, you got to figure, the engine facility, we're an engine company and the company is so large engine wise now that it's hard to bring anything else on. Um, Some of our manufacturing is, is a little hurt by that because you have to focus on making sure that the componentry is correct. And it's very difficult when you're consumed with the things that we do every day. I don't have anybody behind. There's nobody behind us. Right,
1: but no, you guys have a primary focus, which was is motors. And right now, with the times, I mean, I'm sure you're slammed like everybody else. But I am glad you are still making some three wheeler products. Um, I've been bringing back a lot of products. I've been working with Meyer, and um, y- you know, when things slowed down in the early 2000s, they chucked a lot of their molds. They're like, hey, three wheelers are dead. We're not going to make any more of this stuff. Nobody's buying it. This mold's just sitting here. Let's chuck it. So a couple of years ago I got with them and I said, Hey, I want to make some, some new products. I said, you know, guys are racing three wheelers again. Can we make number plates? Absolutely. Well, I'm lucky enough to have a lot of this stuff sitting around. So I send them a number plate. We make it, they make it for me. And, and now I sell them. Um, I'm doing number plates, fork guards, discards, um, Takati air box lids. Uh, we're working on a few other things right now too. And so I'm happy that you guys are still making some three-wheeler products that you can. I'm making as many as I can. I'm going to start getting into the tire business. I really want to make and bring back as many three-wheeler products as I can. And I know there's other guys doing it out there too. And I'm hoping a few more guys jump on board and, and, and can keep making parts and, and making, you know, uh, things that, that you haven't been able to get for 30 years.
0: Did you see the knockoff um, three-wheeler tires? That look like pandas, but they have uh cooper or cougar or something che- like they're
1: cheetahs they're cheetahs yeah, yeah. Che- cheetahs the name of them um yeah um the tread I, I, is
0: pretty, pretty good, doesn't it
1: I, I know about them yeah they they they, they use a mold um, uh from a from a factory tire and so so the look is there um you know, they, they've done pretty good. A lot of guys have, have, have bought them. Um, uh, I'm, I'm partnering, I'm partnering with a couple of guys that we might do some, some bring back some old tires too, that they're no longer out there.
0: That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Because some of the old stuff worked way better.
1: Yeah, it, it worked great. Um, it looked good. Uh, the guys that restoring the bikes, they want the original factory look. So if you can have a good performing tire that has the factory look on tires that you haven't been able to buy in a long time, I, I, I really think that that's, there's going to be a market for it. That's that's awesome.
0: That's so awesome. Dave, I want to thank you so much for taking some time with me and talking about three wheelers. Uh, you can tell I'm pretty excited about it. I've I really, really enjoyed talking with you and I hope that you'll accept my invitation to come back. Absolutely. We will get more in depth in model specific situations and things like that. This is kind of an overview. It's a lot to cram in in an hour plus. Uh, I'm sure that you and I could talk for a couple more
1: hours, but uh, I'm, I'm sure we could probably be up all night talking, but no, I'm with you. I'd, I'd love to come back. I, I, I'd love to talk more and get into details about them. And then and, and we definitely need to get together about the, you know, the, the book and some sort of history idea just to to, to keep everything. And, you know, I, I, I think as guys are getting older, we're not going to have that much time to, to get all the stories and the information that we need. And between you and I, we probably know enough guys that we could, we could put something together.
0: Yeah. I, I, I know we could, and, you know, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to track down, uh, some, and this always happens every time I say that we're going to stop. We always keep going. Right. No, so don't, don't, don't stress over that. <laughs>
2: All uh, right.
0: I'm trying to track down speedway seven, 117 guys that rode in the Jim Babbitt era. Okay. Um, uh, uh, Mike, Mike Davis, um, Davis Mueller, guys like that. I know where some of them are, but getting connected to them is very difficult when you have a day job.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, and there's true. other
0: guys, there's other guys that I would like to, to reach out and find too. And it's, it's very difficult because you lose track of them and the older guys aren't on social media.
1: Yeah. That's, that's, that's harder. Yeah. It's a lot easier to track somebody down on some social media than, than that's not. But, but, you know, maybe between connections that, that I have and you have, and, you know, maybe we can, we can track some of these guys down.
0: Dude, I am willing to talk to any of the. I'm willing to talk. I want to talk to the uh, BVC guys.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'd uh, love to have
0: a conversation with them. Just yeah. to, not to promote their company, but to ask questions and and have them talk about the modern day three wheeler era and how they see it and uh, compared to maybe they were around or maybe they weren't around. They got to They had to have had something to do with the old days to, to, to come back and build three wheelers because there's no way you could be a new school guy and jump into that market.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you what, I mean, you know, I, I met them. I said, I went down there and they're definitely, you know, a little bit younger than we are. So I I don't know if I I didn't ask them and that that would be a great question to, to, to know what really got them into it and and what the history is. But I don't know that they were into it back then, maybe a, a parent or an uncle or somebody. And, Kind of respark an interest. I'm not sure, but that I, I think they'd be great to be on and 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 kind of give their story.
0: Well, they have fab skills and they have machine skills to do some of the things they're doing. So, yeah. uh, you know, like I said, I haven't got hands on too much to 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 critique their product that much. I can only base it on things like what you've told me and Davey and and a couple other people that I've talked to and and everybody so far is pretty happy. So that means they must be doing something right.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, if somebody's not happy, hopefully they're going to accept the feedback and you know, they're a modern company doing modern things. There's nothing to say that they can't change, modify, improve what they're already doing. I mean, right. they came out with a product that that we're very thankful for and you know, they're selling quite a few of them to my knowledge, either complete bikes or the kits for people who convert them themselves. So I would think they'd be all, all uh, ears about getting, getting feedback and, and even improving. And, you know, I, I would, I would love to ride that new KTM 300 that they're working on. I mean, I, I think that would be a blast. I'm I, not a K I'm not a KTM guy, but that's, I know that's a good motor. I I'd love to try that bike out.
0: I want to try the motorcycle version of it out.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then I wouldn't mind riding the three-wheeler version of it. Yeah. Uh, did everything that I've heard, I mean, and and, and you know, I say this every time it comes up, I am not a KTM fan at all. Yeah. Um, and no offense, KTM guys uh, just, I'm just not, there's some things that have happened in my world with KTM that have tarnished me. And until they, till that goes away, I'm sorry.
3: Yeah.
2: But
0: that motorcycle has no bad reviews.
1: No, I know. It, it, it just seems like it's incredible.
0: Yeah. Every guy that rides a motorcycle that rides one, loves it yeah yeah and and i'm like ah, these guys are all loving it i you know guys that i respect I'm, yeah. like, I'm gonna have to you know get on one and try it out and a buddy of mine's got one and he's told me multiple times dude all you gotta do is come ride with us and i'll let you ride it
1: yeah well my, my favorite two motors and I'm, I'm being completely serious my favorite two two-stroke motors that i've ever ridden atv my PC two thousand motor that was in my Lobo, and my Gas Gas three hundred CC power valve motor, very similar motors, and those are my favorite motors of all time. And I'm pretty much thinking that this KTM motor is those in a modern version.
0: And and is it, it's not fuel injected? It's
1: carbureted, right? I think they're fuel injected. So
0: they have a carbureted version and a fuel injected.
1: Oh, may they might have both. They might have both. The one I saw was. Electric start, 300cc, power valve, fuel injected. Yeah, that's just... Some, <laughs> I, I, I can't even imagine how, how well that motor runs.
0: <laughs> so easy to ride, I guarantee it. Yeah, yeah. You know, that just, it, it just takes an old guy and makes him young again.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly.
0: I'm getting excited and I'm not even going to go ride one. <laughs> you
1: yeah. <know>? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Well, I am putting this out to you. I, I know you, your, your shoulders, you know, hurting and you, and you're, you know, you're not getting out there as much, but I, we're trying to get a group of guys together works next year. All of us race the 50 B class so, think about it. Well, no, I mean, I'm not, I'm not expecting you to be out there in a three wheeler and the quad we're, we're trying to get, uh, trying to get a group of guys. Uh, some of them are three wheeler guys that are you know going to race both, but trying to get a group of guys to race 50 B Quad class in works next year.
0: Are you trying to get me divorced?
1: Uh, no, but <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're going to go to some of the races anyway,
0: ah <laughs> uh, man, I haven't I'm
1: just I'm, I haven't I'm raced. Just throwing it out there. Just throwing I, it out there. I
0: haven't raced since 2005. Com- seriously.
1: yep Yeah. Um, I I took a big break too. I'll I'll tell you what. It's it's really revived me. Um, getting out there on the track again. And you know what? It, it, it it's it's all for fun. I mean, it is to go out there and have a good time. So you're gonna just, just think of, just think about it.
0: Yeah. I'm building my personal TRX 450R. I've been working on it for three years. And it's gonna be a works level roll it to the pro line bike with all every bell and whistle that we have. There um, you go. I'll probably detune the motor a little just because I'm old and don't want to hurt myself. But yeah. you know, it'll have all the it'll have all the options and all everything on it that I would roll out there for a pro. Just because not because I need it. Right. But just because it's mine and I'm building it and I want it. Yeah.
1: And you should get out there and ride it. And I'm sure the suspension's great and you know
0: Well once I get it serviced and set up, yeah, I know it will really. be that yeah. roll is awesome. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I I will, um, I will keep that under advisement and, um, I I will wait till it's a roller before I tell my wife, I'm going to go racing.
2: There you go. There you go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or I just won't tell her and I'll take it to the races with a for sale sign. on it, thinking I'm going to sell it and ride it.
1: Yeah. You got, you got to demo it. You know, you gotta, you gotta get out there and show people what it can do. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Exactly. And get embarrassed all at the same time. No,
1: no, no. I, I don't think so. I don't think so.
0: Uh, dude, I'm not, I, uh, I can't ride anywhere near like I used to. I can, I can still do the hot laps in the, in the parking lot, uh, testing machines and, and some every once in a while out in the rough stuff, but it's, it, it, I just don't have the ability. My arm won't let me hold on for long
2: periods of time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If I do get it to hold on for a long period of time for like three days, I'm not even, I can't even pick it up. So, right. So, We'll see how it goes. I train a lot and I try to stay in shape. Um, but we'll see. I mean, that's a definite goal.
1: Hey, wait, what, what gave me hope is my dad, uh, turned 70, uh, I think it was two years ago and he got out in races 400 ex in the works prim race. So that, that, that gave me hope that I, you know, I, I certainly hope I'm, I'm still doing it in another 20 years, but
0: yeah. Oh, dude. Now, now you just threw me under the bus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. unintentionally. I, 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 I know. I know your shoulders hurt, but, but. I, well, I, 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 hey,
0: you know what? I'm going to be 55 this year. I'm not. I'm not done. And I keep telling the kids I'm not done. So we'll definitely have to. Uh, even if I don't race the whole series, I'm going to definitely have to come out and play. With
1: that's what I was going to say. I, I'm not telling you to get out there and do every single race and get in trouble with your wife or anything. I'm just telling you, go out there do some laughs with us. And, you know, I, I, I think, uh, there, there's, have you done the prim race? I know they weren't doing it. They didn't have it back when we did it. Uh, the, the, the prim race is, is amazing. I mean, it's, it's, it's smooth fast. Favorite. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. My favorite. Uh, I mean, I won Havasu twice in in the short years that I raced works.
2: Right. Um, yeah.
0: so, I'd, I, I, if I was coming out and do it, I'd probably come out and do Havasu.
1: Just yeah, you yeah, know, that's a good one too. Yep. Yeah, Have a sewer Prim, I'd say for sure.
0: Did you ever race mesquite?
1: I did. I did.
0: I, I hated that place, but
2: it was a good place to race.
1: Yeah, it was. It was. It was diverse, that's for sure. I mean, from silt beds to a full blown motocross track to some rocky, rough sections. I mean, it was. It was diverse. I.
0: That's the that's the track I ultimately said I was done at. Yeah. I crashed on Saturday in the production or open A class or whatever it was and fractured a rib right here on the left side of my sternum. Ooh. Yeah, and I couldn't breathe, but I had to race the final 30 points a because the points were close enough that if I didn't and and the guy in second won, I would lose. And I thought, you know, and I told my son, I said, I may only do one, maybe two laps, just enough to get the point.
2: Get a finish. Yeah.
0: And the leader, I came out in 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 the lead, got passed, and then the leader went the wrong way. Oh, wow. So I had a lead and I was stopping to grasp for air multiple times and I was going to pull off, but the, the, I was always close. Yeah. So there was a chance that I could have won it. And at the end of the race, he got me a little bit. He was a, it was a thirty thirty 30 plus class. I was 39 and he was just turned 30. Yeah. And anybody tells you there's no difference. There's a difference.
1: Oh, there's a difference for sure. (laughs) (laughs) There's a big difference.
0: It's a lot of fun. And and I'll keep that under advisement. And I'm sure that you won't let
2: me
1: forget. No, I won't. (laughs) So
0: uh, again, Dave, thank you very much for your your time. It was an amazing conversation. I really enjoy talking with you and um, blew my expectations right out of the water.
1: Wow. Uh, it was, it was my pleasure. I really appreciate you inviting me on and uh, yeah, we we could, we could talk about this for days. So uh, I, I'm glad that you gave me the opportunity to, to discuss three wheelers. I I really am.
0: Oh, well, we're going to, we're going to get you back and we're going to talk specifics and we may break it down in, in our deal where we talk one model for half and one model for another and let you really get into the the pros and cons to them and, and some of the the things that we can do and, and um, some of the guys that raced them and some of the history that you know about that so that we can compare some notes and, and, and really give everybody a, a good shot of uh, what's going on out there. Sounds great. All right, brother. You have a hey. great night. The team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at ATV
3: to you by Take-Two Custom Tees, screen printing experience that is dedicated to quality and customer service every time.
0: San Diego's Body Evolution and Wellness Center, with over 17 years experience, Dr. Heidi looking out after all your chiropractic needs, and Coach PJ looking out after all your fitness needs.